When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. It is the All-Star break, and we're going to talk about uh, the first 50-plus games. Jerry Reynolds, Ryan in Sacktown. Glad to have you with us here on If You Don't Like That. Sacramento missed you. Carter. Stolen by Williams. And look at this. Oh, you don't like that. You don't like NBA basketball. Fox. Goodbye. Oh, if you don't like that, you don't like NBA basketball. The exclamation point from the Eric Fox. Oh, if you don't like that, you don't like NBA basketball. Boy, that's an ESPN highlight right there. Whoa. Carlson comes in. How about this? Holy moly, Jim Bob Bowley. That is a major league smush. Uh, yes, yes, indeed. Ryan in Sacktown, Jerry Reynolds. And Jerry, you got I got to give Jerry credit. He hit it on the uh, number last night at halftime. He said the first team to 100 will win going to Ralph Lawler, Lawler's Law. Jerry. You know what? You finally got one right. Nice job. Yeah, I don't very often, but, uh, you know, I, I I trusted Ralph Waller on this one. You know, that halftime was so low scoring and such yeah. an ugly game. I think we all knew it'd have to get better, which it did, but it didn't. And there still wasn't going to be a lot of points scored. Yeah, no doubt. It, it was a grind to get to where it was at. So well spotted by you two. You were in on that too, Grant. Uh, I was in on that. I I thought the team that scored 107 first like you did would win. All right. So the all-star break is upon us. The Kings are now eighth in the West. And to me, I think the top four teams are pretty much set. Now, we can't predict injury, but I, I think that by and large, the teams that are one through four right now will be there. They might change order, but I think those are going to be the teams. I really think you're looking at New Orleans, Phoenix, Dallas, and Sacramento, okay? Those are the four teams right now, in my opinion, that are fighting five through eight. And the key, as we all know, you want to be no worse than sixth. So, you know, I know it's a cliche, Jerry, but down the stretch, beginning as soon as this All-Star breaks over, every single game is critical. Well, it absolutely is, and and I, I totally agree with you. I think the top four spots – those teams aren't going to uh, move. Uh, they might, like say, adjust. And, and barring major health, uh, that's it. But I do think where the Kings have, have a lot of reason to be, some reason to be optimistic, is they have the best home schedule of any any of those teams you mentioned. 
Uh, they have 17 home games to 11 road games. And uh, several of the teams uh, really have more, have played more home games going, and they'll have to play more road games down the stretch. So generally that that's an advantage. Doesn't mean you're going to win all your home games, but uh, uh, history proves you win more home games than you do road games. So I, I, I really do like under the circumstances where the Kings are, I, I think they have a chance to get to five or six. I, I, I mean, I'm not saying they will because I think some of those teams, uh, the Pelicans and the Suns may be more talented. Uh, so, you know, you have to fa- factor that in and Dallas is definitely improved. All right. So Ryan, I want to get more into that. The Kings have played, 30 road games, but New Orleans has played 29 road games. All right. And mm-hmm. they're going to be battling on one of those uh, against one of those. Okay. Here's the, and Dallas, by the way, has played 25 road games. So obviously you can do the math there. Even if you go to public school in Indiana, you can do the math there that that's five fewer road games than Sacramento. The Bowling Green math also in Ohio has its limitations. So sometimes I have oh. to use my calculator. You understand, Jerry? You got that, right? Oh, oh I understand. Got it. <laughs> All right. But here's the problem with that. And I guess problem is not the right word. The Kings are not that good at home. They're, mm. they're not that good of a home team. They're only 15 and nine at home. And I think for a team that has a record of 31 and 23, their home record should be better. Maybe it will be. Maybe they'll get going at home. But they have not, they have not been, and it's really weird, but they have. when's the last time the Kings were a really good home team? It's been a while. I, you you could argue they haven't been a good home team since they've been in Golden One Center as a whole. I mean, last year not good. This year, same trend, a little bit better. Um, Grant, I don't know what really changes that. I guess maybe you point to the fact that they've had not long home stands. They've been a little bit on the shorter side, and they haven't been able to settle in. You've seen the Kings play well when they settle into something, whether it's on the road or at home. Hence that last seven game road trip. Let me just give you that, Jamie, just to throw some numbers at you. Minnesota's currently number one in the West. They're 19 and five at home. One of their losses, by the way, Sacramento. Oklahoma City at home, 21 and six. The Clippers at home, 20 and six. Denver, who the Kings beat last night, at home, 21 and five. Phoenix at home, 18 and 11. You know, it's just the Kings, I, I can't put my finger on it, Jerry. They should be better at home. Oh, absolutely. And I think if you're Mike Brown, that's exactly right. You've got now the, the best schedule, but you have to win your home games. And, and you know, we, we've all sat here and we watched them lose to the Hornets and the Detroit Pistons at home. So, yeah, that has to change. I mean, having the good schedule gives them every chance to make a change, but you've got to win at home. And, yeah. uh, I mean, they've been a good road team. Uh, you know they've been yes. a good road team last year and this year as well. Uh, certainly one of the best. So, so you're in, in a sense you say, well, they'll take care of the road pretty good. You know if they go out of the eleven left, they go six and five. That's that's terrific, regardless who you're playing. Uh, but uh, yeah, you yeah this team probably needs to go about fourteen and three in in the remaining home games. Ryan, have you looked at the next five games? San Antonio coming out of the break yes. at home. Then you're at the Clippers, home against Miami, at Denver, and then you are uh, again at Minnesota. So 
That's a heck of a five games. To me, the San Antonio and Miami games, you got to win. You're better than those teams, but Miami can be pesky. Clippers going to be tough. At Denver, if they're healthy, going to be tough. And at Minnesota. But that's a heck of a way to come out of the break with those five games. Yeah, and I think that's partially why last night's win was so important because mm-hmm. you get that win last night, then you come into the game against the Spurs. Hopefully that one is, you know, smooth sailing, but that could have been a trap game if the Kings lost. So, yeah, the Kings are going to have to play their best ball. And Grant, we've seen them play really well after the All-Star break, and Sabonis doesn't look like he's slowing down anytime soon. Yeah. What concerns you the most about this team, Jerry? I mean, their record's good, but they're in eighth. To me, and I went over this last night in the postgame show, they're just so inconsistent. Their point differential is not that good. It should be better. And their points allowed per game is troubling to me. And so that's why I'm still a little leery coming out of the break about this team moving up significantly. And by significantly, I mean, be a top six team. Yeah, I know they're only a game out of the fifth place. I understand things are that tight. But what has to change, Jerry, for the Kings to get on that type of run that you just referred to in terms of their home games? Well, I, I do think that, you know, that and everything you mentioned, I think the win margin, some of that could get better if they take care of the home court with the good schedule that they'll they'll have after this original four or five games coming out of the block. But uh, the defensively, uh, just they got to play better defense. Now, we saw it in the second half. We've seen I, – I, I do think we've seen some, more signs of them being a, a better defensive team this year than last. But uh, so that's got to continue. Uh, I, I worry about the bench. I just, it's just not deep enough. You know, I mean, Monk, uh, really Monk and Lyles and whatever, right? Yeah. I mean, really. Yep. I, I mean, it's of the top teams in the West that you're competing with, uh, the Kings have, I think, uh, the worst bench by far. And, uh, and so uh, that is a concern because if you did have injuries, of any significance, boy, you really are thin. Yeah, no doubt, Jerry. And we came into the season saying this Sacramento Kings team's deeper than it's been in a really long time. Um, For me, the thing that needs to change is Mike Brown's rotation. You just hit on it, Jerry. Other than Trey Lyles and Malik Monk, name another King that you can guarantee is going to play 18 minutes on a nightly basis. You just don't know. And so now that you've signed Keon Ellis to a full-time roster deal, maybe he slides into those minutes and you prep him for the playoffs going in. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think that's the hope. And, I mean, I think Keon does give him pretty consistently good defense, as does Davion Mitchell. But I think offensively you just don't know if you're going to get any offense from either of those guys. So, uh, you know, and that's that's kind of the rub. I, I, I Yeah. You know, Davion's had some pretty good games recently, uh, but you need to, as Grandpa, I mean, you need some consistency there. You know, if those guys get minutes, they've, they've got to, you know, you want the good defense, but you want some productivity from them, and uh, here, you need it. Here, here's the issue that I have when I look at the, the playoff standings. And again, I can't predict injuries. We can't. So we're, we're assuming that the teams are going to stay relatively healthy. Phoenix and New Orleans are currently ahead of the Kings at fifth and sixth. I know the Kings and the Suns this year have had some crazy games, but when the Suns are healthy, I put them ahead of Sacramento by a whisker. Okay. Yep. New Orleans to me, when they're healthy, 
And I know they're 4-0 against the Kings, but that can be misleading sometimes. I mean, the Kings are 3-0 this year against Denver, and they're not a better team than Denver. So sometimes we got to be careful. But the New Orleans looked very formidable against Sacramento. Not a good matchup for the Kings. So I, I guess my question to both of you, and Ryan, I'll start with you. Who are the Kings going to finish ahead of if we assume that Minnesota, Oklahoma City, the Clippers, and Denver are going to be one through four in any order? And then you have Phoenix and New Orleans with 33 wins each. And then Dallas. I think the Kings are better than Dallas personally, but I don't think they're better than Phoenix. And I don't think they're better than New Orleans. So should I expect the Kings to be a top six team in the West, Rhino? I don't think you should, Grant. And you're not even mentioning the teams that are right outside the eight. We're talking about Golden State is playing pretty decent basketball and they've been in a ton of close games this year um but the kings i i just don't see short of you know phoenix an injury to booker which could happen or durant that could happen to anybody i don't see the kings moving up i think it's a play-in and you hope for that seven jerry yeah i, I mean it's gonna be tough i mean i think uh if if just on on what we know now i think you'd have to put phoenix and, and I think them picking up Royce O'Neal. Oh, boy. Yeah. Move on their part. In other yep. words, they got another guy that they can depend on. Now, Bradley Beal's out, but then Bradley Beal's always out. So I'm not sure what that yep. does. I mean, and, and in a lot of ways, I'm not sure Grayson Allen's not actually a better player anyway, uh, f- fitting in with, uh, you know, Booker and Durant. You know, he, uh, so yeah, that, that's, and the Pelicans obviously. But so much of that with the Pelicans here again, uh, Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson are the keys, and and they almost always miss a lot of games. Now they haven't yep. so much this year, or at least uh, Ingram hasn't. So, uh, the, I mean, you know, I'm not saying you got to count on that, but I mean, there's a reason why uh, this is a team that does seem to have a lot of injuries and they have for years with those guys. So maybe on that basis, and uh, you can catch them. But I'm with say with Ryan. I mean, I think realistically, if they everybody stays healthy, those two teams are going to be tough to catch. And I would uh, differ. And one thing Ryan said, I I mean, the Lakers I think are are better than the Warriors, and they're 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 heading that way. You know, big win the other night without LeBron, and uh, and of course the Warriors had a chance for a big win. They gagged it down the stretch. And, yeah. Yeah, the Clippers. I I agree. The Lakers are better. First of all, they got four more wins than the Warriors. The Warriors are not going to catch the Kings. And if they if they do catch the Kings, the Kings are not even going to be a top 18. They'll be nine or 10 because the Warriors are four games back of Sacramento. Four games back with this number of games left is is a is a very sizable lead. The Lakers, meanwhile, are only two games back of Sacramento. And that, that that's a big difference. So I'm with you on that. I'll tell you this. I don't want a scenario where you're playing the Lakers or the Warriors in the play-in tournament if I'm Sacramento. I just would not want that. I really wouldn't. No, no. No. I mean, you know, yeah, you just don't. I mean, betting against Steph Curry or LeBron James is is really not a very pleasant uh, experience uh, for the most part, especially in a one-game situation. Yeah, exhibit one from the Super Bowl, Patrick Mahomes. LeBron is in that same category. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I want to tell you that today's show is brought to you in part by New Works Plumbing of Sacramento. For your plumbing needs and repairs, just go to sacserviceplumbing.com or call the number on your screen. That's uh, New Works Plumbing. They've got a fix for you. And remember, they're available 24-7. 
four seven. I had lunch with uh, the folks at New Works Plumbing today. Really good to uh, meet up with them, and uh, so happy that everything is going well. And I want to say thank you to those of you that uh, follow us on a regular basis for using New Works Plumbing when you have plumbing issues and repairs. Thank you very much. They appreciate it. I appreciate it. And again, um, can't thank you enough. All right. So here we are at the All-Star break. Uh, I know we keep saying this, but the fact that the DeMontis Sabonis is not on the All-Star team is so baffling to me. I still, I still can't believe it. I really can't. Fox, I get it. I don't think Fox is an All-Star this year. But Sabonis, I mean, I, I just, I don't understand it. I just don't get it. Well, I don't either. And I mean, I'm, it's, it's, I'll say this for De'Aaron, obviously, uh, there's just so many good guards. Yep. And, yeah. uh, and, and so that makes is tougher. But, but I mean, with Domas, and it's like, you know, okay, he's, he leads the league in double doubles. He leads the league in triple doubles. You know, he's over 60% shooter. He leads the league in rebounding. He's playing on a winning team. Uh, you know, it's like, Duh. And he plays every game. I mean, yeah. Yeah. let's not forget that. Yeah, I think the baffling part, too, is the coaches are the ones that snubbed him. Um, I think one thing to mention, though, if you watch a Domas game, sometimes you don't know what you're watching and how special it is because the game's changed so much. We're we're lucky here in Sacramento. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's always amazing to me because you, you, you with the stats and all, he just plays, and all of a sudden, you notice, oh yeah, he's got eight assists and ten rebounds yep. and twelve points. Mm -hmm. And 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 generally speaking, uh, you don't even remember him shooting the ball or 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 make it. You know, he just it's just process of playing. I like I say, I've never, I don't know that I've ever seen a center particularly like that. Obviously, Jokic is, and but but I mean, other than that, I don't know of a a center with the all around passing skills and, and the ability to score productively. And in, in his case this year, he's shooting 42% from three, you know? Yeah. You Scuba know. asked uh, Grant, who cares uh, if Sabonis is an all-star? Is it just for the accolades? I'd rather him rest and be with the family. I really don't get the need to be an all-star. Well, he gets, uh, I think, $1.3 million if he's on the all-star team. So let's not forget about that. As far as rest, going to the all-star weekend is not taxing. It's not physically grueling. If anything, I think you need more of a mental break this time of the year than a physical break. He obviously takes good care of himself. He's in good shape. He plays every game. Uh, but it's a big deal to the players to be on the all-star team. And anyone that tells you it's not, it's not being truthful with you. It's a big deal to them. And they have the financial incentives in their contract as well. So I, I will just say that. All right, uh, Ryan, go ahead. Yeah, I think the disappointing thing for Sabonis is his legacy. He is, it's not lost on him. And he's made this publicly known that he is very appreciative that he's in this role and he wants to stay in this role. So when it comes down to him trying to make a hall of fame run, getting an all-star snub, it matters in that long run. Yeah. You know, to uh, Grant's point, I mean, yeah, it, certainly if it wasn't for the money, I mean, that would make a lot, that has to make a lot of difference to players. Uh, now my personally, I'm glad, you know, other than this, the snub, I'm glad he's getting his rest and staying yeah. home. I think it's the best thing for he and Fox. Uh, but the other part, this is unusual, I think. It would he would like, I'm sure, like to go back to Indiana. Yep. Where he, mm. You know, where he had a couple all-star years and was still a very popular player there. And so is a kind of a double snub in my mind, and then cost himself uh, a lot of money too. So uh just not very fair. That's all I got to say. 
All right, Carl says, how shocked will you be if the Kings don't make the playoffs this year? I won't be shocked because if they're in the play-in at 7, 8, 9, or 10, you know, if you're 7 or 8, you can lose one game, but you can't lose two games. And then if you're 8 or, or if you're 9 or 10, the loser of the first game is out. So it's single-game elimination. And again, you know, if you're matched up with the Warriors or the Lakers in a play-in, I'm sorry, I don't like the Kings' chances as much. So shocked? Not with how good the West is this year. The West is so deep and so good. I wouldn't be, and by the way, making the play-in is not the playoffs. The playoffs are after the play-in, one through eight. Those are the teams that are in the playoffs. So would I be shocked? Not really. I wouldn't be shocked. I I, I, I don't know about you guys, but that would not shock me. Well, the, the West is so deep. I can't say I'd be shocked. I, I mean, I would be a little surprised. Uh, I will say this. The, the one thing about it is last year, uh, you know, the Lakers were in the play-in part of it, and they end up in the Western Finals. Yeah. Yep. And, and Miami was in the play-in part of it, and they end yep. up in the NBA Finals. And so, yep. you know, I, I, I think there's so much parity that, you you know, any team can be a hot team. You know, it's a little, not quite like hockey, but you if you're going in there healthy and fresh and together, you know, you know, you, you got a chance to make up for some disappointments. We got no uh, doubt. Drought saying he's taking uh, the wife uh, to a movie and Bennett's for dinner for Valentine's Day. Well, good for you because oh uh, we, we love Bennett's. And I was there again today for lunch with the folks from New Works Plumbing. And all three of us were there. I think it was yesterday, weren't we? And uh, Bennett's Westside Grill is their newest restaurant in Rockland. You go to Bennett'sRestaurants.com. You can make a reservation. You can check out the menu and more. Prime, seafood, and steak. At Bennett's and uh, Ryan, I got to tell you, buddy, they had the mushroom, wild mushroom soup today. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and, you know, me being Mr. Grant Napier and yeah, yeah, I went with the redfish again because I can't. I, it's yeah. so freaking good. I just had to have it. So I had the redfish with a side of sauteed spinach. Jerry had that uh, yesterday, too. It's great. You know, now, I mean, Grant, is if there's anybody predictable to be Grant Napier. That's right. Know. You know, I, yeah. I, he doesn't need a menu. He just walks in and orders red fish. Yeah. And I say yesterday, <laughs> two days ago, my memory is getting to be like Jerry as I get older. I can't really remember uh, what I did yesterday. So that was two days ago that we had lunch. Sometimes Jerry. that helps. Sometimes that helps not being able to remember much. <laughs> Sometimes Napes doesn't even need utensils. The food's no. gone as soon as no. it's on the table. Yeah, it's really embarrassing seeing him just drop his head right on the plate like that. You know? Yeah. <laughs> You know, I, I normally eat standing up. You know, Jerry knows that, you know, we didn't have a lot of time on the road after I got done with my radio show. So very often I'd be in the press room just eating my food standing up because I didn't have a lot of time. So uh, and I didn't go into the Kings press room because it was the very worst of any press room in the entire NBA. So I didn't even go in there because I was like, good Lord, is this embarrassing? So, uh, mm. you know, but but that. That's the first move I would make if I owned the team. All right. I would make sure that the uh, media room at the arena is not as embarrassing as it is. That's the first, the very first thing that I would do. Just well, let I, me know. You know I, I was always an expert in press rooms, and uh, certainly the Kings uh, rank right at the bottom, although I would eat there because uh, it's free. And so I, I appreciate free. I've yeah, you do appreciate free. Absolutely. Uh, and then, Ryan, by the way, the best now is Detroit. The spread that they have in Detroit, their press room, it's like going to a full-fledged restaurant. And then, of course, if you don't like all of the different entrees they have, you got the pizza because th Little there you Caesars. go. The yeah. owner. Yeah, you got – so you got all the pizza and it's all the – you got the the soft-serve ice cream machine, which I had to, like, 
handcuffed Jerry's hands behind the back being diabetic and everything. I had to say, Jerry, <laughs> wait a minute now. You know, Mrs. Reynolds is not going to be happy if I see you over at that ice cream machine. Yeah. You know yeah. I'd still sneak over it, Ryan. I'll tell you right, right now. But yeah, he's he's right. I'd say Detroit, you know, I th always thought uh, the Lakers, sad as much as I hated it. Yeah. Of course, as much as I hate the Lakers, I'd always eat extra there just to post it. <laughs> well, okay. But <laughs> is know. it, I, I got to ask this, though. Isn't your cafeteria always the worst cafeteria, though? Because you eat there the most? Well, I think you might get used to it the most, but but I, I think there's something. I know something. I mean, going to Dallas and and the the, the choice of, of food and and desserts and stuff. See, Sacramento's embarrassing. Trust yeah, me, right? It's near the bottom. I, I don't, wow. you know, I I'd have to think about every one of them, but it, it's new. Charlotte, Charlotte and Sacramento are the two worst in the league. And it's embarrassing. It, it's, yeah. it's flat out embarrassing. Okay. Yeah. So we're all, while we're on the subject, what is a good middle of the road press room consist of? Well, you have to have uh, several different entree possibilities, you know, that, okay. that aren't hot dogs and, and all, and uh, you, you like dessert of some type. Okay. Uh, so I think that would be, as much it as anything, uh, several breads, uh, you know. Portland was good. Portland had a good press room. Portland Jerry, was always good. Orlando yeah. was very good. Yeah. Miami's yeah. no good. Miami's terrible. Uh-huh. Yeah. Miami's terrible. Miami. Yeah, surprising. Yeah. And they make yeah. you pay. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I'm. But we always got our free little tickets. Jerry made sure that he got that little ticket from the yeah, yeah. Kings Media well, Relations. One year, I, one year yeah. I forgot. And it just, I just about starved to death because I wasn't going to pay five dollars to eat a good meal it wasn't a good meal anyway no, it wasn't. five dollars yeah. yeah my god all yeah. right so uh let's just have some fun here yeah we always like to make predictions right now the kings are eighth in the west jerry talks about they have a very favorable schedule in terms of home versus the road but i don't know if that's necessarily a good thing based on how they play at home so ryan i'll go with you first what place will the Kings finish in the Western Conference this year? Seventh place. Jerry? I'm afraid uh, I would agree. I think it's seventh. I'm going to go 7-2, and I think they'll be fighting out for 7-8 and eight with Dallas. I think one of those teams will be seven, and I think the other will be eight. And then I think the Lakers will be right behind them and possibly the Warriors. But right now, I think the New Orleans and Phoenix, and again, this is without – knowing any possible injuries, I just got to put them ahead of Sacramento by just a little bit. I really do. Yeah, you know, in Dallas, you proved themselves too. At the, Yeah, the, they did. I thought they've got a, you know, a, at least one and a half players that can make a difference for them or help them. And so, yeah, I think they they scare me a little. And, and you're always scared of uh, the Lakers. Yeah. I mean, not that far behind. And they're playing really well. I mean, I... I think their bench is surprisingly uh, pretty darn good. Jerry, do you see anybody in the East beating the Celtics this year? You know, I, I think the, the Knicks could if when healthy. I, I think that here again, they getting Ananobi and, and I mean, they've really added some nice pieces. Uh, DiVincenzo has been terrific here late. Really yep. perfect fit with Brunson. And, of course, Randall. No, I, I think they could. I really do. I, I mean, the Celtics clearly are the. You'd have to say they're the favorites, and uh, but I, I, I'd see the Knicks ahead of the Bucks at this stage. 
I'm with Jerry. I, I think the the Knicks are extremely fun to watch. I think Jalen Brunson is the toast of the town right now in New York City. Yeah. Um, and I, I just think they play a brand of basketball that's gritty, um, yet it's very technical. And it's going to be fun to see them match up if they make it to the playoffs. The Bucks have not been the same team since they made a decision to part ways with Drew Holiday. I still think that was a horrible mm-hmm. move. Um, say what you want about Dame, but... Drew Holiday was a perfect fit for the Bucks, and they just—they're not as good without Drew Holiday. They're just not. No, I agree with you, and, and I think, you know, Chris Middleton has just not been Chris Middleton. Mm-hmm. So they—they they don't have that consistent second twenty-point score, you know, since all of his injuries. And I'll just add one other thing: uh, don't count Miami out. Yeah, you know, I mean, they I know probably got the, they probably got, they got the, a great coach, great coach, and Jimmy Butler is is truly playoff Butler. You know, yep. he's an excellent player during the regular season, but he's a great player in the playoffs. Well, we're going to see Miami coming up real soon out of the all-star break. And the uh, Miami Heat beat the Kings uh, on the last road trip. So uh, we'll see if they we'll see how the Kings do. But I know one thing and I know it's a cliche, but we're going to keep saying it. You know, it used to be, well, gee, the regular season doesn't mean anything. Well, the regular season means something this year. I can guarantee you that anyone that thinks that this regular season does not mean anything. It's not looking at the standings every day. No, yeah, why do you? And both divisions are so good. I mean, yeah. I think the West is better than the East is due to depth. But but man, there's some good teams uh, yeah, it, it's it's uh, as deep in both both sides as I can remember. Jerry Grant, do you credit the rule changes, specifically the sixty-five game rule, for changing the conferences and the competitiveness this year? You know, I hadn't thought about that, but but I'd have to think that is a factor. I mean, you know, guys uh, kind of know they got to trot out there if they can to get to that sixty-five. Sixty-five is uh, not a lot of games, though. No, that means no. you're, you could miss no. seventeen games. That's or excuse me, you, yeah, you could miss seventeen games. That's, that's not that's a lot of games to miss. Yeah, it is. I mean, no, it's a very uh, easy rule. But I, I mean, just the fact they have a rule, and I and I suspect most players, as as Ryan said, they want to they want to be available for all the awards for contract money and yep. uh, bonuses and stuff. And and I mean, you don't want to cut it too close. Yep. I mean, it's not. And I think so. Most guys are thinking, well, I, I better f- try to focus on playing 70 in case, you know, you, you you get hurt late or something. So you don't want to miss any games. You don't have to. So I, I think that's a great All right. point. All right. We got a recommendation. All right. If you like steak, go with the New York Prime. It's it's phenomenal. And if you get the New York Prime and you don't like it, I'll reimburse you for your dinner. Okay. Mm-hmm. They now also have a nine ounce lobster tail from the Caribbean. And I was there two nights ago and both the guys that I were with, they ordered the lobster tail and they said it was phenomenal. And I talked to the waiter and they said that the people have been loving the lobster tail. It's nine ounces. It's a very good, uh, good portion of lobster, the lobster tail. So those are my recommendations. But uh, if you can, if you like steak, you're not going wrong with the, with the, with the New York prime. It's phenomenal. It's great. We've said a lot about the redfish. Um, I'm going to throw one other one in there if you're a steak fan, the hanger steak, the steak in Fritz. If you don't like French fries, you can also sub that out for some spinach or mashed yep. potatoes. Yep. That is a killer dish. The short rib, too. Oh, oh boy. The short rib is great. You're right. Yep. Well, Big, you're making well, me, for, well, making me hungry. Guys, 
with steak, just burn the fur off of it and I'll eat it. <laughs> burn the fur off it and you'll eat it. Okay. I got you. Burn the fur off the steak. I haven't heard that one yet. And well, I'm yeah, you don't want the fur on there because you get yeah. stuck in your teeth. You know, you got to spit it out. So yep. burn that off there. <laughs> oh, my God. So we're not, what are we, gee, I don't know. Um, I'm going to miss you guys. I'm not going to be able, we're not going to be able to talk for over a week. You know, I don't know if I'm going to survive or not. Hey folks, I want to talk to you about Z-Biotics. Let's face it, after a night with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to. I've got to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day. That is until I found Z-Biotics. Z-Biotics pre-alcohol probiotic drink is the world's first genetically engineered probiotic. It was invented by PhD scientists to tackle rough mornings after drinking. Here's how it works. When you drink, alcohol gets converted into a toxic byproduct in the gut. It's this byproduct, not dehydration, that's to blame for your rough next day. Zbiotics produces an enzyme to break this byproduct down. Just remember to make Zbiotics your first drink of the night. Drink responsibly, and you'll feel your best tomorrow. And again, I was a bit on the fence about Zbiotics initially, but then I was at a birthday party. Uh, my buddy and his wife had rented out a restaurant, and I had a couple of drinks, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give this a shot tonight. And you know what, folks? Believe me, it is the real deal. Vacations, weddings, birthdays, reunions. Hey, there's so much going on, right? Get the most out of your spring plans by stocking up on pre-alcohol now. Go to zbiotics.com slash grant to get 15% off your first order when you use grant at checkout. Zbiotics is back with 100% money back guarantee. So if you're unsatisfied for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. Remember, go to zbiotics.com slash grant. Use the code grant at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. Well, it's going to be tough for all of us, but uh, fortunately, there's a good uh, golf tournament this weekend. So yes. I can, uh, you know, I love to watch golf, and uh, so that helps. And certainly, I don't care about the All-Star game, so I won't be watching that. I won't either. I'd rather watch paint peel off the wall. Yeah. Ryan, you watching the All-Star game? Not the All-Star game, but I will watch Saturday night. I'm interested to see how having it in the uh, bigger stadium, Lucas Oil, will affect the three-point shootout. Mm, that's a good point. Yeah, the background really is different. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the uh, I do like the three-point contest because it is a skill. Yep. You, know, you know, making three-point shots, which uh, – so, so that's always kind of interesting, but – I've given up on the dunk log long ago. Well, uh, Lucas Oil ought to be called Eli Manning Stadium after going in there and beating the Patriots. <laughs> uh, so thank you very much in the Super Bowl and the MVP uh, with the great pass to Mario Manahan down the uh, near sideline in the fourth quarter, which set up the game-winning score. Anyway, um, that's what I would do. I would personally change the name of the stadium around. Here's the sad part, Ryan. He can probably recall each and every play of that game after all these years. Oh, I bet. Yeah. I oh, pretty much I'm can. sure. And of course, oh. the way the Giants currently look, he'll have that to look for look back on for another decade. <laughs> oh my so God. I so while I have you here, Jerry and Grant too, I want to get your opinion on this because it is topical and related to basketball. Caitlin Clark expected to break the NCAA scoring record tonight. Thoughts on the achievement and her game, Jerry? She's well. I'll, I want to go first. I, I think yeah. she's amazing. 
And I, I don't watch the WNBA. Uh, I watch college basketball a lot. The women's game, I always have. I think women's college basketball is a phenomenal sport. And I, I actually enjoy it a lot, watching women's college basketball. Well, I agree with that. I, I mean, I think the women's college game is growing faster, certainly, than the men's game. And mainly because you at least you have known players, stars that stay that are still there. You know, the mm-hmm. men's game, as soon as they they become somebody, they're gone. So you just, you know, it's really about the school and the coach. Uh, and Caitlin Clark, yeah, I watched her. She she's terrific. I mean, yes, uh, she is. I, I don't know. I mean, she's almost uh, in my mind a, a version of Pistol Pete Maravich, mm-hmm. uh, women's game. Very, she's not quite as flashy, but. But I mean, her ability to score and also keep her teammates involved. She averages eight a game and very deserving of of winning the uh, or, or breaking the record. As Kelsey Plum was terrific, but uh, yeah, uh, Caitlin Clark is oh yeah kind of must see. And yep, and truly, uh, if she were to go in the WNBA to Indiana, they would probably save that franchise because that's one of the WNBA franchises that just hasn't drawn significant guys. Thank you very much, and uh, we'll look forward to reconvening next week after the All-Star break. Jerry, enjoy your couple of days. Uh, Ryan, thank you very much, my friend. Always great, guys. And thank you. Enjoy a couple days off, and always good to have you right here on If You Don't Like That. Thank you.